Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Uh, welcome to the Stephen Shields radio show. Today I've got Ada Gow on the show. How are you, Ada? I am good. Thanks for having me. Very good to have you on. Um, you know, 2020 was um, a very, you know, not the best year for any actors or musicians at all. Um, what got you through, you know, the tough times? Like... I think I got into the idea of creating my own content. Mm-hmm. So even though a lot of productions and also a lot of um, kind of movie films and all that stopped filming, mm-hmm. I kind of caught on to the trends that were happening. So TikTok started and that was kind of creating your own content at home. Jumped on the bandwagon of that. I'm in the process of potentially creating a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. where getting a film crew together as well as some potential actors and just doing kind of, you know, your own vision into life. So creating short films, creating short videos. I think there's a lot of joy in making your own content. And I think that's what I really want to do more of. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, um, it was an opportunity, I think, to get very creative last year as well. Um, and just publish your work out there. I know TikTok's become the new thing. I don't use TikTok. I use um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and web talk because I find TikTok's not really for me and what I do. Have you started yeah. using TikTok? I've only just started <laughs> and I'm also trying to see what's out there. There's a lot of different trends like mm-hmm. dances, music, all sorts of things. And it's quite, it's, it's very snappy. So it's, you know, 15 second short videos type of thing. So I've started looking into that. I am still considering on whether to really jump on the bandwagon and do more mm-hmm. videos. I've done a few. Um, but what you said about people being creative, it is really true. I think, um, so during the COVID period, people have started collaborating globally a lot as well. So mm-hmm. I started um, finding jobs around creating your own self-made videos. And then they would like people that are producers would stitch them together. So there was one music video that I did during mm-hmm. COVID period, which was for a singer in New York. And then she literally put out a post out for everyone to kind of apply to be part of her music video. And she literally got like people from 40 something different countries and just stitched up like literally a couple of second videos from everywhere. And, um, and it was a really cool video because it was just like, you know, people dancing, people singing, um, just filming themselves. 
and then it was her music video but it just showed a very global presence so yeah i think there's definitely people trying to be creative during the covid period but it was hard because without being able to be in person with others um especially for the area of acting it's and and any sort of performance it's hard to kind of you know get out there so had to get very creative with technology mm. Yeah, so much screen time, I, I noticed too. It was always on the phone, on Zoom and Skype and all this. It just became like so much of an online world, which is just weird. Yeah, it's a very digital world. Mm. Makes me think how technology has gone from the last 10 years to what the next 10 years will be like, you know. I still remember the days of floppy disks and mm. dial-up internet, and now we're, you know, doing a doing work digitally, mm. like around the world and connecting to people globally. It's just, you know, transformed so much, but it's going to be a big part of our lives for the future as well, I think. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, there is good with all of them too. Um, I found, obviously I like face-to-face -face better, but if it's remote, which I do my podcasting, it's just better to do it on Zoom as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that itself is very creative in terms of how you're using technology to get people out there to hear your content. You yeah. know, maybe one day I'll have my own studio, but that's that's a long way away. Do something like Joe Rogan would do, you know, <laughs> have everyone microphone and that'd be so cool. But for now, just, uh, just doing it um, uh, remote for the time being, I think. Yeah, I think having a goal like you owning your own studio, you'll definitely get there. So I think mm. that's the other thing, being ambitious and passionate and having very clear goals is definitely something that, you know, puts you apart as well. Mm. But you know, I wanted to talk uh, social media, like Instagram's got their own uh, highlight reels, which I've uh, used. Uh, so I found I don't need to use TikTok because Instagram reels tend to get me a yeah. bit viral but the algorithm's so competitive it's just getting ridiculous like it's very hard to um because i've got a very small following to for people to notice my stuff as well yeah how do you feel about social media i think it you're right it, it is something that's very competitive right now it's something that everyone uses um it probably does take a lot of research and figuring out how the algorithms work to really get ahead with it. Um, I do know that like, you know, there are a lot of people that are becoming influencers and teaching others how to become influencers as well. But I think it, it takes a lot of like consistency, like, you know, posting content, really good content all the time, tagging, like doing a whole heap of things. So I think it is, it is pretty competitive now, but mm. I, I still need to work on my own social media game. Not quite there yet either, but mm. It could be very powerful if you know how to do it well. Mm. Because you reach so many people. Yeah, that yeah. takes a gift in itself, using all these hashtags and all that. Uh, also, too, people got to like your stuff as well. Yeah. Is what I found. I think it's like putting something that's really polished out there. Because when you see all the Instagram posts and the people that do really well, it's, it's like a lot of editing and mm. everything. I have a friend who's quite a, a like uh what do you call it food influencer food blogger that's got like you know 20k followers and she literally posts on a frequent basis like daily basis but also mm. every single post does like you know it's a lot of editing so you have to edit it make it look really perfect and 
I think now people are getting really, really good at photos and pictures. So it's like, how do you make that into like a piece of art to mm. really get out there and show the very perfect side of things? So I think it is good and bad. It's good in the sense that you can reach a lot of people and inspire and influence a lot of people. But I think it's also bad in the sense that so many people are so consumed by it and that you're so focused on an image that you're creating that maybe doesn't show all facets of life. Mm, exactly. And I mean, look, cause I've moved to a new platform or new social media web talk and I'm finding I can post and not have to worry about keywords. More people yeah. are, um, are engaging with my work as well. So I'm always experimenting, but I'd be happy. I'll still keep my Facebook and Twitter and Instagram in case yeah. that one day grows all of a sudden. It's well. just a, it's fascinating to think that social media was something that just literally came by in the last few years. Mm. Um, and it's now just taken over the world. Um, there's a really good Netflix documentary also about the whole social media piece. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think of the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it it's basically talks about how the algorithms work in the background and it keeps feeding you content based on what your preferences are and what mm. you like. And then it almost, in a way, is um, controlling, you know, your subconscious thoughts without even you knowing. It's getting to a point where it's getting weird, Ada, because um, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat can go and get effed, in my opinion. Mark Zuckerberg as well. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it's selling all your data and you know when you use when you check in on facebook they know where you are yeah i don't mean to upset you or anything is recorded somewhere yeah Yeah. so they definitely have a lot of information about you it's like based on all your data they can create like a, a a persona of what type of person you are and based on your persona give you more information based on what you want to see it's getting weird yeah, I really recommend the the film I watched because let me try and see if I can find the name for it. Mm. But um, it it's basically all about that, which is, you know, how does the background algorithms work in such a way that it's called The Social Dilemma. That's mm. what it's called. There we go. And it's basically around how this social media world is causing this dilemma where, you know, like, more and more people are subconsciously influenced and then on an individual level maybe it's just selling you stuff that you want to you know buy but on a community social level things like this could be so powerful in creating even potential election influence because you know dependent on the personas of each person they can then feed you know advertisements or particular media to swing you in certain directions and that in itself can create even more polarizing effects on a social community level and disrupting you know like big election causes and things like that and subconsciously you don't know that it's actually coming from the information that you're consuming and especially when it comes to social media people wake up and check their social media they go to sleep and check their social media so without even knowing a lot of what you're looking is something that you're kind of driving a subliminal message in your mind Mm. and essentially it's like 
whatever message you saw in the beginning of the day and the end of the night, you're kind of going to remember that and it might even yeah, influence decisions in life and things like that. So it's pretty crazy. The, the, the part that I found that was the craziest is all the people in these social media companies that were building all the algorithms and building the actual uh, technology wouldn't allow their kids to use it. Mm. So it's quite funny in that sense. They must well, know something. Every Have you ever noticed when you're on Google and you're just Googling things, like say travel, you get bombarded with ads? Mm, yeah. I've switched yeah, to DuckDuckGo duck, 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 for a reason. Number one, I'm not getting bombarded with ads. And uh, Google can get lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's all about that ad revenue. That's how they make their kind of profit. And uh, a lot of companies survive on it as well based on that. So I guess what we consume in our social media and Google and everything is actually keeping businesses and, you know, the tech companies alive, Just mm, mm, mm. quite interesting. But what's next for Facebook and Instagram? I mean, they've done it all now. Yeah. What? It's interesting because like you don't realize that what you're consuming is, are you the product or are they the product? Mm. Right. Because, because you're consuming or like looking at social media or looking at what, is being posted they make money for every impression or every click etc so mm. it's almost like humans have become the products of you know social media well amazon too i mean you got all these amazon alexas and google home i don't use those things you know they record yeah. everything you say i think so <laughs> i don't know they, they claim that they don't yeah it's but like, uh, it's becoming a big thing. And Amazon too, you, you get emails, oh, products we recommend to you because they're tracking you on what you're scrolling. I mean, I've shopped on Amazon before, but um, like I kind of know what I want to buy. Like you don't need to be sending me emails on what I should buy. Mm, yeah. I think it's probably targeting the people that are less decisive than you. <laughs> mm. The people that more spontaneously shop. Yeah. I mean, online shopping's grown so much too as well. Definitely. And I think that's kind of becoming the future norm as well. You know, I'm hearing that it, like Amazon, they've created drones to deliver, you know, oh God. Um, things to your door. So, I mean, that could be the future world where it's at a click of a button, you get it to your door within a couple of hours. I mean, it creates so much convenience, but at the same time, humans are just going to become lazier and lazier because you can get everything from the touch of your phone. So what happens if I order something on Amazon, Ada, with a drone and it breaks down? I don't know. That's probably a question <laughs> that Amazon will have to solve. <laughs> they probably have some sort of insurance or something. Someone can just yeah. take my order and run. Yeah, it is a it is a very futuristic type of world that we're going to be entering into. I mean, to be honest, there are so many different technology um, evolve like evolution pieces that are changing the way humans are acting and the mm. way humans like what we talked about with social media. How that's becoming a big way of life for people but i mean even just like you said shopping and daily activities 
like technology is transforming a lot of that without even us realizing. I think um, a good example of that is um, like, I was so surprised about how technologically advanced China is right now, where if you go into restaurants these days, they don't even give you a menu. You just use your phone to scan a QR code. And I think that's happening in a lot of Sydney restaurants as well now, but you order everything on your phone and then mm. you pay via your phone. And basically everything you want to do can be done with your phone. Well, what happens if you're elderly and you can't use an iPhone? Yeah, well, I think that's kind of going to become the minority as the majority is going to be more and more our generation who are used to technology, but the younger ones are going to be even better at technology than us. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, those QR codes, I'm, I mean... You know, restaurants require you to check in for COVID-19, but I, I sort of don't like that because then the government knows where I am. Yeah, I think it's for them the only way that they can track, hmm. you know, and contact people if they're impacted. But even that, it, what's interesting is that even COVID has created a shift in the way we work by basically putting us into the future sooner. If that makes sense. So previously, you know, we all work in by going into the office, etc. But because COVID happened, everyone around the world was kind of forced to find a way to work from home mm. by not interacting with others. And that's why, you know, working from home is now such an easy option because of COVID. And that's, to be honest, what the future probably would have been like, where people rely more on technology. And, um, you know, same with the whole QR piece that's probably something that we never thought of doing before but now that's a brand new way of tracing people that uh you know COVID's kind of forced upon us as well so it's it's interesting because I think COVID has put us into the future of technology even faster do you think one day we'll get into the future of technology where robots are doing everything for us yeah I mean that's actually already happening in a lot of places. So I was in a restaurant the other day and it was a robot, like the ones on wheels that were carrying trays over to the table. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And the other day I was at, I think it was a Woolworths. They were trialing this robot in the supermarket to clean up spills and things like that. And I was like, wow, this is definitely feels like the future already. And um, there's actually a hotel, I think I saw in China that's fully operated by robots so everything in, they, in china or australia ada in china oh, okay yeah and it's fully like everything that you do is all kind of through you know scanning of your your uh your passes and things like that the restaurant um the ro there's robot hands that cook the meal for you mm. and mm. delivers delivers it to you um the entire hotel there's obviously people staff as well but predominantly is run by robots when i watched that video i was like whoa <laughs> this feels very futuristic so i think it's happening already more than we know but it's all being trialed out in that mm -hmm. testing phase and if it works out well i don't see why not more people are going to do it robots still need to be maintained and serviced as well yeah yeah Agree. They break down.
Yeah. With as any computers. If you ever watched that show Futurama, it'd be cool if you had a Bender robot too. <laughs> That's very true. Bender's hilarious. <laughs> Is this drinking beer and gambling? Imagine that. That'd be so good. <laughs> Robots with personalities. Yeah. It it is a bit scary to be thinking of it because as they become more and more human-like, like right now we're not threatened by them because, you know, they don't look anything like us. Like the robot I was telling you about delivering food to my table, that was literally just, you know, something with wheels and a somewhat digital, you know, screen and face and trays. So that was nothing like a human, but as robots become more and more human-like, it's going to get scarier in that Like you, you, you had a robot deliver food to your table. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <Yep. laughs> no way. And it's in Sydney as well. Yeah. Did it it's say hi to you? Or did it talk uh, or not? It had like a screen as a, a face. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't really a face. It was just kind of, you know, like a... A screen so it wasn't quite you know human-like in any way but it had trays and it would just come to your table so i found that pretty fascinating mm. and oh, wow. it's becoming more and more common now i get so intrigued by you know technology and where things are going with technology because it's going so fast i remember also watching about you know how um i think elon musk is creating something about putting the neural um things in people's brains so that like, you know, in the future, your brain can be theoretically speaking connected to, I don't know, internet or anything. And, you know, I, I don't know how that would work, but it sounds really fascinating. And he's creating these like new things called neural mesh wires where you put in the brain so that in the future technology cannot in- interfere completely with your brain. Cause then it's like, well, you know, once humans are part tech, what it what makes us human human <laughs> i prefer to be human <laughs> yeah but it is really fascinating you know future of technology i i do like elon musk's work with tesla and spacex as well i mean spacex went up to space last year donald trump yeah. viewed the space launch but tesla's I mean, Teslas, they're not at the stage yet with self-driving cars where you can just sit back and just sleep and let it drive in the traffic. They're still not there yet. Yeah. I think there's a lot of testing and a lot of trials. I think they're getting there, though, because even like their trucks or something like that can be self-driving. And I think, you know, in the can you imagine being a generation where you don't even need to learn to drive completely? <laughs> It's I wouldn't crazy. trust it, Ada. I think at some points you have to have some sort of human intervention to make you feel comfortable that, you know, you're not being controlled or your circumstances are not being controlled by mm. something robotic. It's not that because you get all sorts of situations with traffic and uh, you're relying on a computer screen. And mm. What's going to happen if, I don't know, something triggers it and boom, runs into someone. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of potential, you know, risks. But at the same time, it's developing so fast. Yeah. I mean, I I support Elon Musk's work and I I, I like what SpaceX has done. Mm. I also quite like, um, like the fact that it's interesting how, you know, 
there was a period of time where all the governments were putting so much money to do space exploration because of the space race. Mm. But then after that died down, it's now all the billionaires putting money into the space explorations area, like Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and, you know, Bezos, like all of the billionaires are now kind of, you know, for spearheading the whole space exploration piece, which is pretty cool because I feel like as humans, you know, I've always been intrigued by space and, you know, we need to kind of do more of that exploration, but someone has to drive it, someone with the money. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, technology has always been changing before me and you were born as well. I think what SpaceX has tried to do is make it more bigger and change the uh, spacesuits, which is pretty darn cool what they've done. Mm, yeah. You know. It's just, I think since we were born, technology's been on almost like an exponential curve. You know, mm. before it was like a, it was traveling like this speed. And then ever since we were born, we, we, we kind of gone like this. Because I remember when I was young, I'm sure you remember as well, we used to look up maps when we're driving, right? You've got to actually, you know, open the big thick book and actually memorize roads and things like that to figure out where to drive. Now I fully rely on my phone as a mm. GPS. And it's just like that jump has been huge and so much stuff. I think technology is something that, you know, is a lot of positive for humanity but it can also be a lot of harm if in the wrong hands for the wrong reasons. Um, the positive can like, you know, save lives and do many, many amazing things. Like the whole, have you heard about the robotic hands doing surgery? Mm. It's like doctors literally can be in a different country and use their hands to simulate kind of the operations, but with the robotic hands, because it's so precise, um, they could do the surgery so much better. And, you know, it's, they it's already, these things that are helping humanity. They already do that in the hospitals. They control it. Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but they use a, a robot while they're doing surgery on patients. It's actually easier yeah. instead of using yeah. your own hands. Because your but, hands are bigger. Yeah. But yeah. From I find that. The other side, but those things are known to work, you see. Mm -hmm. But from the other side of the world, yeah. I'm a bit skeptic about that. I mean, if your internet connection or whatever it's using is down, that yeah. could be quite problematic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got um, you got uh, milit uh, the military always building these latest and greatest drones. Now they're relying on drones, and I think they're trying out these robot figures, like you're seeing Call of Duty. Mm. Jesus I Christ! Think it could be very destructive technology like in the future any war that we have wouldn't be human wars it would like be call of duty yeah or nuclear bombs or whatnot like you know you wouldn't even need humans to fight anymore with technology the harm it's so much worse um and mm. yeah let's just hope we never have a world war because i don't think any of us would survive it so mm. Let's hope uh, politicians are smart enough to realize that too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, but uh, it, it's, it's, everything's changing in 2020, 2021 as well. Um, like you said, you know, I can't read, really read a map 
myself. I have to use my phone uh, to navigate. It's sometimes Google Maps is not always accurate. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I think we're so used to technology now that it's ingrained as a part of our lives. It's like I, I can't even imagine not driving without my GPS phone. It's like it's become a way of life as well. So in many ways it's helped us, I think, uh, made life easier. Mm. But it's just, you know, if for the good things, it will help us a lot. If in the wrong hands, like you said, with all the military and all, all of those pieces, it could cause lots of damage. Well, yeah. They're already building that stuff now. Yeah. What scares me a lot is this concept of super superhuman technology. Have you heard of that? I have. Superhuman intelligence. Mm. It's this idea that, you know, tech within itself can become more and more you know, with the whole machine learning concept can be smarter than humans at one point. And that's quite scary. Like, it's like the chatbots that I think was at Facebook that created, they had to mm. shut them down because there were these two chatbots talking to each other and they started creating their own language and humans couldn't understand what they were saying, but they found a way to talk in these incoherent phrases and they had to shut the chatbots down because they were learning too fast from each other. When did they shut these chatbots down? Because I know some businesses use a messenger bot as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. that That's normal. I think that's still available today. This was the whole experiment that I think Facebook did where they got two basic kind of two chatbots or two robots talking to each other. Yeah. Well, Mark Zuckerberg has had to answer a lot of questions to Congress about uh, he's done a lot of dodgy things. Yeah, there's a lot of questions around how social media is protecting people's, you know, data and things like that. I think that's a big question, like what we were talking about before. Mm. It just knows a lot about us. Like um, Instagram's got a lot of problems too with um, uh, trolls who who impersonate celebrities and DMing people as well. Oh, wow. I've seen that yeah. a lot. And celebrities put on their story that um, it's a scam. Don't answer it. it it's going on, Ada. I've, so just ignore it. Yeah. It's going to create a more complex world that we have to navigate, like you said, with a lot more scams and things like that. But hopefully benefits us more than it harms us in the future. Let's stay mm. optimistic, hopefully. Mm. Exactly, you know, and and all these like um security and all this stuff, I just get so fed up with it. Mm. Security is going to be a big thing for the future because I think now there's so much identity hacking and theft, and you know, like trying to basically breach. And I think so. I used to work at a bank, and they get attacked, cyber attacked. I think 13,000 times or 15,000 times a day or something like that. Um, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, the cybersecurity teams in banks and any organization has to be like, has to keep growing to keep up with the pace of things happening today because hacking is becoming such a big thing as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it is quite, it's quite a new world of new types of problems because of, things developing so fast i've actually had emails 
and I'll be honest, I've had emails saying your iCloud's been hacked and it looked like a legitimate Apple email, but then I could mm-hmm. see it's coming from Russia. <laughs> I go and log into my iCloud. So, you know, this is my personal yeah. email, not my company email. I yeah. don't know. I find lately just people just in my personal email saying, oh, I need money. So yeah. I just delete it. I'm just getting, I'm sick of it. Yeah, there's a lot of scam mail, a lot of those type of things. And that's the thing. I feel bad for people who are in much older generations that are not so immune or to all of this. Because for us, we see it and we go, okay, you know, they're getting good at trying to be something that they're not, but eventually we still can see the difference. But a lot of people cannot, and that's where they get hacked or they get, you know, trapped into this and yeah, it's pretty bad because it's becoming more of a common thing, especially when hackers are finding ways to make money through this as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they'd be able to hack a bank for starters if they've got all this cybersecurity and all that. I, I don't know how they could get into a bank, Ada. I think people with really good tech skills are definitely trying and then that's why the banks have had to, you know, up their teams by a lot more as well and increase their uh, their abilities to prevent themselves from being in those situations because sony got hacked at one stage as well years ago Um, no company or human is immune to it but it's how you protect yourself from it completely mm. yeah yeah and v virtual private networks too like a few times you know, like if I use a, you know what a VPN is? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I find number one, it slows my internet down. And when I log into my email, it complains that someone else is logged in. But when I've logged in, you wow. know, when you change your servers, like if I change to Canada or Brazil, I know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's navigating a very complex technology world now. It's called yeah. Nord, Nord VPN. They are mm. good, but I know what if you are on a free Wi-Fi, it's advised to use a VPN or don't even use free Wi-Fi. I don't know. I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I think it is quite tricky now, figuring out how to protect yourself the best as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Too much that we don't understand, and it's like trying to keep up with it all. Mm, exactly and uh but you know i know what i'm looking up i know i logged in so nothing's a hundred percent yet mm, yeah you know but other than that uh, what else have you been working on um uh acting wise yeah um i think so my key kind of focus is trying to start creating my own content so mm-hmm bringing, you know, passionate people that are interacting or filming together and to really start, you know, putting small videos together, even if it's to build your own showreel or your own portfolio. I think it's mm. a lot of joy in doing that. And especially if you're passionate about it, it doesn't feel like work. So that's kind of my next thing. I really want to be able to start, you know, like what you have, a YouTube channel or something like that, where I can start putting my own content on there. Um, and then also obviously apply for more kind of uh, be part of more roles and things like that. So I've been fortunate to be on film sets. Um, so like major films and 
um, in TV shows and things like that, which has been really cool. There's a lot of work that people do to bring all this together. So yeah, hopefully do more of that. Yeah, that's so cool that you're doing that. Um, I'm in the stage I've just sort of completed my electronic press kit, um, all my Star Now profile, my music resume as well. So I've done that. So always updating the Star Now and, yeah, just promoting the work as well. Keep at it, you know. Set yourself those goals, those visions, keep driving towards it. And, yeah, I think there's always progress once you know that's what you want to do. Mm. uh yeah and uh also how's other things going for you career-wise yeah it's good I think um I'm also in the process of you know trying to start entrepreneurial ventures and things like that that's something I'm also really passionate about um but yeah trying to find my foot in into the right kind of like you know uh opportunity areas so Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And um, beside acting, do you have any other hobbies that you you do as well? Like, what else do you like? Yeah, I like I like ice skating. Mm-hmm. Um, I like watching movies. You know, uh, cooking, spending time with family friends. Um, I like going to the snow as well, skiing. So yeah, yeah. I'm watching a really good show on Amazon Prime called uh, Startup. Uh, it's one of oh, those. Yeah binge shows and it's just like awesome stuff it's like a startup company they create a bitcoin as well and it's like um it's like you always look forward to the next season as well ada yeah i'll check it out i think i've heard something about it and i've heard it's good so i'll look it up how do you how do you watch your tv are you netflix amazon prime what do you use yeah, I use Netflix. Yep. How do you how do you find Netflix? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, <laughs> like all the social media stuff, it, it kind of figured you out after what you've watched, what you might like, and it always keeps giving you stuff that could be something that you'd want to watch. So I used to watch some Korean dramas, and now my entire Netflix is full of mm. Korean drama stuff, so it's really funny. <laughs> mm. Probably and- things that are like, you know, Korean now. That's just weird. Very weird. Have yep. you noticed if you don't log in for a week, it doesn't follow you what you're watching? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I think I'm more, yeah, logged that in. That could be me. Spotify is known to do that too. Um, use an algorithm on what you're listening. Build a playlist. Yep. But um, it's never 100% accurate. I can tell you that. Yeah. As yeah, well. You know, but see myself like I, I like I like watching wrestling as well. I'm a wrestling fan. Um, cool. That's what I like. I like meditating, going to yoga, volunteer for the New South Wales Rural Fire Service as well. Yep. So I do that, and um, building my company as well. Nice. Yeah, I think it's important to have a couple of hobbies and you know goals, and it helps you know figuring out giving yourself a break when you need it with the whole hobbies and then also you know focusing on what you want to achieve i think it's great to be able to do something that you really really love Mm. i mean at the end of the day that's what it's all about Mm. but entrepreneurship for you has it has it been a struggle for you or has it been easy in your opinion Um, it's never easy i think 
it's always a challenge, but it's probably one of the most rewarding things, rewarding things I've done. Um, so for example, I used to run a tutoring center. Mm. I think I mentioned to you where we had tutors and we had students and it was really cool because, you know, as part of the process, it was like training up the tutors, um, you know, had our own office and things like that. And that was a really good experience. And a big part of what I was really passionate about was helping people learn and people improve themselves. Um, and that's what I really enjoyed. So, yeah, I think it's it's never easy because you do everything from scratch yourself, you know, all the marketing, you know, marketing is always a challenging part, mm. um, you know, finding uh, customers and, you know, finding the right tutors and finding the right staff to hire. I mean, everything from ground scratch or ground zero mm. is challenging because you're essentially wearing multiple hats um, and trying to balance everything. But I think it's rewarding though, because after, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a satisfying feeling knowing that you were part of the process of creating something. Mm, exactly. And it's, it, it takes a while uh, for the income to start. It's not, not a get rich quick scheme overnight. No. Definitely not. And I think people tend to see other people who, you know, have achieved success and just think, oh, that's, you know, so easy. But and especially in our generation with technology, you know, you demand things so much faster and wants things so much easier. But it's a full process and it's a lot of the behind the scenes work that people don't see. Yeah, it's a lot of, um, you know, negotiations to meetings. Yeah. Um, see, I'm not a marketing person, Ada. So that's that's a that's a disadvantage for me. Um, but I think the best way to go about with your disadvantages is find people that mm. have those skills and work with them. Mm. So whatever, I think that really helps. Like for me, every time I'm starting something, I figure out what I'm what am I not so good at, and you find people that can help you on those things. And then know what your strengths are and focus on your strengths and use that at the forefront as well. I think that's probably the best way to get a good team together that complements each other mm. and then have people work with you on the things that you're not so good at. Mm. Well, that's yeah. it. I mean, um, you get other people to do it for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or collaborating with others or, you know, finding ways to find mutually beneficial outcomes. So like, finding ways to you can help them in something and they can help you in something and it becomes a win-win scenario. I think that's a big thing in business. Anything you do, you try and find a win-win for both parties mm. and that's kind of like the best outcome as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The business world's taught me a lot. Um, as a, like I've said, I never intended to be an entrepreneur when I was younger, always wanted to be an employee, but maybe the universe said, Stephen, you, you got to be a CEO not an employee <laughs> no and i'm serious Ada, and it's good i think it's good like if that's what you really want to do and that's what you know you feel like is your calling you should do it because I at did. the end of the day you yeah and that's what you're doing which is awesome i think I it's no great choice <laughs> i think it's great that you're doing that because a lot of people are too afraid to mm. follow things that they really want to do and they, you know, time flies by and then you look back and then regret, oh, I didn't give this a shot or I didn't give that a shot. I, I firmly believe that you want to just have a go at everything that you really want to do and uh, take your best shot and live with no regrets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, that's it. 
you never know where Shields Productions will end up going. I think. I think it will go a long way. Yeah. Who knows? Good luck for all your work on Shields Productions. I think it's great that you're really, you know, focusing on it. And yeah, we'll just yeah. keep working towards our goals. That's it. I wanted to say about um, social media. I think in China, Facebook's banned there. Is that correct? Or is... Um, I think it's limited access. So I know that that was the, that was what it was maybe a few years back. Um, I'm not sure if it's still the same. I haven't been back in a while. Yeah. Because when I was studying, I had a few Chinese students who don't use it because I think it's the government don't, won't allow it there. They've got their own version of Facebook. Yeah, they have their own kind of channels as well. That's more popular there as well. Yeah. So they have YouTube in China. Um, I'm sure people can use it some way. I, there's VPNs and things like that, that people can use to connect to it. Um, but they also have their own channels that are more popular than YouTube. Mm. And, uh, I know anime is very big in Japan and China as well. I've got yeah. my favorite. I like watching Naruto. Oh, cool. Dragon Ball Z as well. I actually haven't watched that much anime, to be honest. I know a lot of people watch anime, but I need to still watch a bit more. I've watched maybe like um, a, a cooking show, um, Food Wars, um, which is a Japanese anime, but I haven't watched many others. Yeah. So you're into cooking, are you? I do. Um, when I was when it, everyone was in that COVID quarantine period, that was something that I got quite into. So I tried to learn a lot more about cooking, um, looked up a lot of recipes, created my own recipe list as well. Yeah, so. You watch Gordon yeah. Ramsay? I have seen some of his videos. <laughs> He's quite an intense cook. But yeah, he, he makes some good recipes too. He does, but that's what makes it funny to watch. Yeah. Do you watch MasterChef? Are you going to go on MasterChef one day, Ada? No, no. I'm not that level. Not, <laughs> not that not, not to that point yet. I'm an amateur home cook. But they're all amateurs that go on it. They won't let professionals on it. So I think you'd have a good shot at it. <laughs> yeah, one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I've got my hands full already on the entrepreneurial stuff, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, content creation for acting and things like that. So one step at a time. Mm. No, because I, I like um, eating sort of different cuisines too. Um, I like Asian food as well. I think yeah. it's um, good. I like Italian as yeah. well. Yeah, I like trying all types of food as well. Yeah. I don't I mind sushi as well, but I'm, I've never been a big um, sushi eater. Yeah. I think um, we're quite lucky in Sydney because we have a lot of, you know, choices for food. Um, but yeah, I definitely like trying different cuisines. Mm, exactly. You know, not limiting to just one at, at the same yeah. time, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's just good to try whatever you can. Yeah, you know? definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, awesome to have you on today's show, Ada. Thank you. Thanks for having me and, uh, uh all the best for your production company. I mm -hmm. think it's awesome that you're doing this and yeah. Same Where can much. people uh, find you on your social media? Yeah, so I will, it will be a to be comings in terms of the YouTube channel and things like that. So if any aspiring actors or anyone that wants to work on things 
together would like to sign up, feel free to reach out to me. Um, contact me by my email, um, which is adaagao at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, love to love to hear from people as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors Grammarly Premium, VidIQ, TubeBuddy, and Amazon Music Unlimited for sponsoring today's show. All you need to do is click on the links in the description to get your free trial. If you want your free trial of Amazon Music Unlimited, click on the link to my website to get your free trial. Also, too, new episodes are out every Friday. And you can send a donation to my GoFundMe page. This helps support the podcast uh, with maintenance costs as well. And to keep the podcast going. Also, my uh, music is on Bandcamp as well. I've left a link in the description if you'd like to follow me on Bandcamp, I'm there. Thank you for tuning in. Bye for now. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe.